There we go. Welcome back. Living the Good Life Show. Los Angeles, coast to coast. Hanging out. Pops. Lots to cover here. Not only the NFL. Got some great segments coming your way here. Don McLean, legendary folk singer, joins the show in a little bit. Get into that. I'm just trying to get those American League uh, yeah. baseball standings in order here. <laughs> you know why? I'm warming up to uh, the Yankees. Uh, did the they even make the playoffs? Bronx Bombers. <laughs> All right. Hey, w- welcome back again. Boston's hey, doing worse. We've got a good segment back with us yet again. Very uh, always informative. Former FDA associate commissioner and now president of the Center for Medicine in the Public Interest. Peter Pitts joins the show. How you doing? Pretty good, Adam. How about yourself? We are good. We're hanging in there. Uh, you know, no, not as I don't think I don't see the the lockdowns. Uh, I think they've been uh, uh, not. I guess loosened a little bit across the country, and so things are hopefully turning out to be a little bit better here. I don't know how it is in New York right now. How are you doing? Doing pretty well. You know, life is beginning to have resemblance of normalcy. Yeah. School's back in session. The traffic is back. Noise is happening. So I'm uh, feeling positive. Those pinstripes on the Yankees are shining? <laughs> Not quite so much, but, you know, it's always next year. <laughs> Peter, we've had you on uh, over the last few months talking um, about COVID and, uh, you know, certainly different things uh, related to it. Um, you know, Operation Warp Speed is ahead and uh not really sure the latest on it but uh you know i'd love to get your opinion on that particularly as far as the acceleration of maybe getting a uh, vaccine sooner than later what's your take on this well good news bad news you know the uh the four programs that are being underwritten by operation warp speed uh, are doing extremely well uh they're all in phase three most are in late phase three trials so we should have data and see whether these vaccines actually work as advertised by the end of October at the latest, at which point the data goes to the FDA for its review. So that's, that's the good news. And we could have an emergency use authorization for some high-risk groups, the elderly, the people with respiratory conditions, healthcare workers, other essential workers, uh, perhaps even in 2020. But I think that by 2021, first quarter, we'll have vaccination, uh, vaccines approved and supply available for the entire population. So that, that's good news. The bad news is that it's becoming a very politicized process, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Yeah. You know, people uh, are doubting President Trump. They think that the FDA is being politicized. And, you know, I, don't, I won't speak to the president, but relative to the FDA, it's a non-political organization that's staffed with career scientists. I have great faith in their decisions. And, I, you know, having a vaccine that nobody uses is not a public health victory. So I think people need to put politics aside. I believe they can trust the FDA. We've got to convince people to do that. We've got, we have to educate various groups mm-hmm. and move forward. Yeah, definitely agree. Well, we haven't had you on the air with us for quite some time, Peter, and the first time you joined us was roughly four and a half, five months ago. I mean, obviously the country has, uh, uh, you know, behavioral patterns have uh, improved. I think uh, a large population. Uh, Hygiene, you mean, and all that? Yeah, yeah, lots of different things. So we've made some progress in some areas other than, uh, you know, the vaccine uh, talk and also uh, uh, some meds. Yeah, I think the big, the big difference between the last time we spoke and now is that we know how to keep the at-risk population alive. Mm-hmm. You know, early in the pandemic, certainly in New York, we had tragedies of the older, you know, senior citizens dying at, at tremendously high rates, as we did in other parts of the country. 
Now when people who are at risk get sick from COVID, we've got the skill and technologies available to keep them alive through the course of the disease. That's an enormous victory. So even though infection rates are still higher than they should be, death rates are much, much lower. And that, that is a huge step forward. You know, yeah. I, I, okay. I hope through all this COVID uh, talk and everything that we've been through that uh, it might help uh, all of us uh, with the flu season, which is imminent now. Oh, you bet. In fact, it's worth, let me mention to your listeners, please go out and get a flu shot. It's very important uh, because, one, obviously nobody wants to get the flu. Secondly, this year the flu shot is extremely effective, the best in years. And thirdly, if you don't get a flu shot and you come down with the flu, your doctor's going to have to assume you have covid which is not something you want your doctor to do, which leads you in lots of bad directions. Mm-hmm. The flu shot is available, it's affordable, people should go out there and get it as soon as possible. Let me ask you, why is it, because um, I've, 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 gotten, I've gotten the flu shot, I haven't gotten the flu shot you know, over the years, and I'm curious why you say that it is more effective this year. I'd love to know. Well, yeah, every, every year is different. Every yeah. year the strain is different. Mm-hmm. This year we identified the strain earlier. Our Ooh. technologies for manufacturing vaccines is also better, and that's also a very important part of the COVID-19 story. So people who say, well, I've gotten in the past and I still got the flu, is it really that important? It is really important, and it's especially important uh, in, in the times when it's going to be the double hit of both flu season and probably the reemergence of uh, you know, phase two of the COVID vaccine of the COVID uh, infection rates. Interesting. Now, you know, we talked about the acceleration of getting a vaccine for COVID, but has the FDA... Oh, worked this fast in the past, or is this mainly because it's coming from you know the top um, that they need to get this thing done sooner than later? That's a really good question. You know, it's, it's the difference between rushing and expediting. Because right. When you rush, you cut corners, you make mistakes, and that's not allowable ever, and certainly not with a uh, vaccine for a pandemic. What the FDA has done, as and the same is true for the developers of the vaccines, is they've taken their time, talent, and treasure and put it all against the task at hand, which is developing, manufacturing, reviewing, and approving a vaccine. Generally speaking, a vaccine for a new virus can take up to five years or more mm. to develop and get approved. Now, we don't have the luxury of that type of time frame. But you know, what also has changed, as I just mentioned, is the technology mm-hmm. and also the funding. You know, there, there are you know, billions of dollars being put against this effort. So I think that, you know, all told, the FDA is learning some valuable lessons. And post-COVID, this really should empower the change agent inside the FDA and think about doing things differently. Interesting. So there's a lot of uh, companies uh, that are doing the uh, development and research, and I guess they're all uh, in hopes of uh, landing what a big uh, United States federal contract, only one, correct? Well, you know, different companies are selling vaccines to the U.S. government and to other countries around the world. And, you know, it doesn't really matter who comes in first because there's going to be plenty of space for lots of different vaccines. And that's another interesting piece of the puzzle. There will be more than one vaccine for COVID-19. Hmm. And, you know, ultimately the day will tell us which is better for an older population, which is better, you know, for uh, children, which is better for you know, certain types of adults. So, you know, we're learning as we're doing. And that's, that's to be expected. And, that, and that's good news because the vaccines will be necessary for years to come. And the better it gets, the better we're all off going to be. Let me ask you a question. Could be a stupid question, but hey. No question stupid. Let me ask you this, because this is interesting. Why is it flu season? I mean, is it just because the weather gets bad? Or why are they saying, why is flu season around this time of the year? Well, this is, this is a global phenomenon. And it, it, it isn't just 
the weather, although vaccines you know, generally don't like warm weather. Mm-hmm. So just traditionally, this is when the virus mutates and becomes you know, infectious all around the world. So I mean, that's, that's held true for you know hundreds and hundreds of years and will continue to mm-hmm. do so going forward. And that's one of the things we know about COVID-19. We understand how viruses react uh, to the weather and to infection rates and gatherings. And even though COVID is a especially wily vaccine, a, a wily virus, uh, it is a virus. We know, we, we know how to deal with it. And once a vaccine becomes available, it really becomes a, a game changer from containing the virus, mm-hmm. uh, which, at which point the virus is in control, to mitigating the virus, which is when we're in control. And the, as, you, as you guys mentioned earlier, we've also learned how to be smarter, wearing masks, social distancing, better mm-hmm. personal hygiene. And even though, once again, that's kind of become an overly politicized process, you know, the better we can do uh, on that front, the more effective vaccines and therapeutics are going to be. Yeah, I get that for sure. Um, we're talking to Peter Pitts, former FDA associate commissioner, now president of the Center for Medicine and the Public Interest. So exactly uh, what is that uh, for a lot of our listeners who may not be familiar with the Center for Medicine? Well, thanks for asking. Uh, CNPI, Center for Medicine and the Public Interest, is a not-for-profit public policy institute, a think tank. And we do a lot of work on drugs and vaccines and other therapeutics and FDA reform, and especially you know, using new 21st century science to bring uh, drugs and therapeutics to market better, faster, and less expensive. That's, that's, that's the ultimate triple flow we're working towards. Okay, really nice. Uh, before we uh, let you go here, but I'm curious to know, with it called Operation Warp Speed, and I'm sure they're still trying to figure out uh, variations of uh, a more effective vaccine, but is it is it right now, I mean, you know, a lot of people are concerned that there's not enough time to have, you know, a significant amount of trials. Um, is that one of the reasons uh, that, you know, it takes a while because they want to test and make sure that it's it's legit? That's right, and you have to. I mean, obviously, uh, you can get things done faster relative to development and manufacturing because of new types of technology. But when it comes to uh, large-scale human trials, you have to do it the right way. You have to do it the robust scientific way because nothing replaces good data. And we're not going to get a second chance here. Bad vaccines get out there. Uh, the, the virus can mutate and learn how to beat it. You don't want that. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work, people lose faith in the system, and you don't want that. So, you know, the large-scale trials are happening. They're happening successfully and according to plan. I love it. Hey, Peter, the Yankees haven't done that poorly. I mean, they've made <laughs> progress since we talked to you in the beginning of the season. They're in second place in their division. But, you know, this season doesn't really count, so whatever happens, I've got to do it. I love it, Peter. We have, we have the same attitude. Thanks, it's like, thanks it's like a, again. It's like the Little League season this year. Yeah. Thanks again for joining the show. My pleasure. Thank you. There you go. Well, we're Always the, great talking to Peter. We're on the Peter. same page with the uh, good doctor. Yeah, yeah. Former FDA Associate Commissioner of the FDA. Really great insight on... Uh, Operation Warp Speed, getting this vaccine out properly. And he actually talked a little bit about flu season. You know, you can't avoid and can't ignore flu season because we all know how many people die of flu every year. It's it's astronomic right now. So As we try to keep informing everyone yeah. and doing a little entertaining. Well, we'll have some entertainment coming up real shortly with the legendary folk singer Don McLean. We'll be right back. Hi. 